Welcome back to Autopsy for Horror Movie. My name is Brucker, and today I am joined by Scott of the wonderful movie podcast, Shoot the Flake. Hello, Scott. Thank you so much for coming back on. Yeah, it's always great to be on with you, Brucker, uh, talking probably the weirdest horror movie we've talked about so far. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is definitely kind of like probably the most obscure horror movie I've talked about. Uh, today we are talking about Slacks that uh, debuted on Shudder in March of 2021. And just in case people uh, haven't listened to it or are new to the show, Scott and his lovely wife, Frankie, were uh, previously on the show to do a kill grade for Scary Movie. That was back in April. That was my April Fool's Day episode. Um, so yeah, be sure to go check that out to hear Scott and Frankie and go check out Shoot the Flick wherever you listen to podcasts. Y'all cover movies of every genre. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, like we just got out of the spooky season, so we did like random movies like Halloween Town and Carrie and like a bunch of others. So classics, classics. Those are good ones. <laughs> so today on the show, we are talking about Slacks from 2021. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, I'm not surprised. Um, this is a pretty obscure movie. Um, this movie was directed by Elza Keppert, who this is her first movie to write and direct. She normally kind of acts as like a crew member in like the art department of like other big production movies. She's been a part of like X, like some of the like X Men movies, some of like the newer ones. Uh, and same thing with her co-writer, uh, P- uh, Patricia Gomez. Um, they co-wrote this together, and learning about how this movie kind of. The the origin of the idea of this movie came about was very funny, but just in case people haven't seen this movie, this movie is about killer pants. It is a movie, literally, it's literally about killer jeans that just go on this murderous rampage in this retail store, just killing the employees, and um, the, the store is called the CCC, the Canadian Cotton Clother. Or, or is it Cotton Canadian Clother? In some order, it's the CCC. I think it's the Canadian... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is the Canadian Cotton Clover. I'm pretty sure cotton's in the middle. Uh, yeah. It, it joins, like, a list of those movies where it's like, oh, this inanimate object can kill you, like Killer Sofa or uh, Killer Mattress, Rubber, where it's about the tire. It's just... I don't know why this has become a genre. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, it's it's very weird, and so it's just so out there. So my my history with this movie was that um, I this so like you know a year ago, I got the like Shutter press email about like stuff that was upcoming, and there was a trailer for Slacks in it, and I was like, this looks like it's going to be a dumpster fire. I have to see it. And um, when it came out, uh, me and my fi- me and my fiance like made a night of watching it, and I was actually kind of really surprised that it's like, oh wow, this was actually kind of good. Like, why is this movie actually like enjoyable for for what it is? Um, what was your kind of impressions uh, when you first saw it, Scott? Well, yeah, I-, I did the same thing. I was listening to a podcast talk about the movie, and I was like. A killer pants movie, like I've seen the other, I've seen Rubber, and I've seen, I'm like, I'll give anything a shot once, you know, see how it's gonna be. <laughs> and I turned it on, and I'm like, and I literally was like, this is everything you could want from a killer pants movie. Right. And 
it was just it's so weird and so crazy they did try a little too hard with like oh we have this big message we want to see i'm like you're the killer pants movie slow down (laughs) (laughs) but but overall like it's yeah it's way better than it has any right to be Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly how you should phrase it. It has it has no right being as good as it, as it actually is. And rewatching it, I was I found found myself not not that I wasn't enjoying, it, but I kind of found myself going, okay, like like sobering up a little bit, you know, from this. Like, okay, this is like actually where it's at. Because you know, when you go into it with such a low bar, and it like. Uh, exceeds those expectations like wow this is actually pretty good and then when you go back in it where you thought the bar got raised to is now oh okay this is actually where it's at you know (laughs) yeah exactly it's definitely like there's some like weird like funny little jokes especially with the signs that you don't notice this first watch through Mm -hmm. because they have a couple like little like oh uh uh theft hurts us all and yeah. like because the girl steals the pants and the pants kill her. I'm like, ah, oh, that's quite funny. And like little things like that. I'm like, oh yeah, that was funny on the second watch through. But yeah, the second watch through, you're like, yeah, I, I don't enjoy these characters and watching them. I just want them all to die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There aren't too many characters I actually root for too much. And even like our final girl, Libby, like, I don't know. She, you, you sympathize with her a little bit, but at the end of the day, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm not like a huge Libby fan either. <laughs> yeah, she has. Uh, this, yeah, there's not anything like super like she's she, she's not Laurie Strode. She's not you know. Uh, oh no. I just blanked on what's her name from Scream. Sydney Thank Prescott. You, Sydney, my wife sitting behind me and just reminded me Sydney because she didn't <laughs> want to watch the movie with me. She just wants to hear me talk about the insanity of a killer pants movie. Um. Oh man. <laughs> I refused. I refused to watch it. <laughs> hey, Frankie, I'm so glad we got a cameo from Frankie. <laughs> um, but yeah, she 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 has this like so many weird little scenes where you're like, yeah, you're. I know you're trying to be likable, but you're not quite likable. I don't know. This movie does it. it this movie does not try to make. It, it doesn't like put forth like good characters you know because most of the people in this suck and that's on purpose like all like craig the the re- the store manager sucks and he's oh, yeah. kind of like the second villain of this movie actually along with the pants um, which is a crazy sentence um and the her libby's new co-workers like Gemma, hunter lord uh shruti are all kind of sucky people it's just kind of like one of those like formulaic type of movies where it's just like, here's a bunch of crappy characters, just wait for them to die sort of thing. Well, yeah, I was going to agree with you. Yeah, you want all these characters to die and stuff. But like, especially with Craig. Craig was interesting because Craig turned it to like 35 for this entire movie. And he's like, he's one of the most memorable parts of this movie just because we've all had that boss who's yeah, a, yeah. who takes their job way too seriously. I remember I was applying for a job, like, years ago at some retail store, and the guy goes, I'm not sure you can handle it here. I've been here 15 years, but I'm not sure you can handle it here. I'm like, dude, this it's retail. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he definitely takes himself so seriously, and he, like, represents kind of like what, like, 
but we'll get to it when we get to like the message of this movie but yeah he is definitely like the company man he is you know trying to do everything that's best for the company and just you know kiss ass and just make sure everybody's in line and i was definitely getting some like ptsd from my first job in high school which was in i i guess retail i don't, i worked i worked at ace hardware my my first that was my first job and we the earpieces we all had like the earpieces in the store and so like him uh craig always going like craig the hunter craig the hunter you know and i was just like oh i'm like getting flashbacks from like us like messing around with each other in ace just like screaming in each other's ears yeah oh my god there's so many one of the best gags is where he does it to uh, hunter where he goes hunter come in hunter and she looks at it like she they split screen it <laughs> and she answers him and then immediately after she gets off they cut the split screen so she's right behind him <laughs> i know it's just it's so stupid and again it kind of like feeds into like that like what he represents like you know he's like somebody that thinks that that they have more power than they actually do or somebody that craves power and like the earpiece is like a, like one of his tools right for his job so he's just like i'm going to use that even though you're 10 feet away from me yeah um, exactly and that like that specific example you gave like the it's a split screen and then like it dissolves into one and like they're actually like in the same frame and everything that still that kind of like plays into what we were talking about how this movie like shouldn't be this good like that's actually kind of like a a kind of i'm not gonna say artsy but it's like kind of like a cool creative thing to do for like that transition and it's like like this movie like surprisingly had a decent production value and that's like that's something that my fiance said when we sat down to watch this she goes i hate how pretty this looks It is true. This is like a this is like a well shot movie. I mean, like the the direction is actually pretty much okay. It's really just the screenplay. But you know, for a movie that's like seventy six minutes, that all takes place within a department store. Like you know, it gets the job done. Well, yeah, that the gore effects are actually really good. Yeah, like surprisingly, you're like, wow, they actually took the time to make this pretty good. Mm hmm. But yes, yeah, yeah, seventy. You're in and out in like no time. Like rewatching it, I, I that's what I felt the most of this. Like okay, at le- I rewatched it and I was like, okay, at least it's not overstaying its welcome. Because mm-hmm. there's so many horror movies where you sit there and you go, oh, like you needed like ten minutes less. Just- right, right. Yeah, and this one's just like perfect. You know, like, if it was ten minutes more, I would like. Ugh. You know, <laughs> I would really feel those ten minutes. I think yeah, I could, I could totally see them like extending it out to like, oh, we have to meet these uh, the cameramen of uh, Peyton Jules, this influencer, and how oh, they hate their my job. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Peyton Jules. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about this little segment for for a little bit. So, so this movie, besides like the corporate greed that we kind of get from this, and how like you know they're really not ethical, even though they're presenting themselves to be ethical. Um, we also get this vlogger, like this like YouTuber named Peyton Jules, and she like I don't really get what her content is. Like she like goes to department stores and just shops and like recommends stuff to buy, I guess. Y- yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so this kind of plays into the, the the main plot of the movie is that there are these new genes called super shapers, and they're like they're kind of supposed to just automatically at fit and like 
adjust to your own body shape no matter if you're like a plus size person or like a zero size person and like they'll just fit to you and so she's like that's so she's there for this promotion and everything which it's just i I, it's this is like where like it gets like super campy like besides like the pants themselves (laughs) being autonomous and choking and eating people uh this is kind of where it gets like super campy is with this character because she is extra but it's it's also kind of like a joke of how uh how fabulous that she thinks of herself because when she like walks in the door they do like that slow-mo shot where she like takes off her glasses and like flips her hair but she doesn't her hair doesn't like really move at all is she thinks she's like cooler than she actually is that's kind of like what this whole movie is everybody thinks they're cooler and more important than they actually are oh yeah it's it's so weird with her character because they'll randomly like splice in like one of her videos just like randomly into the like plot like almost as like oh we're changing scenes let's throw a Peyton Jules video here mm-hmm. just so we can kind of change the scene real quick but still re- remind th- that this character's coming to this store and is important to this story Mm-hmm. but yeah she's she's just like every other person who calls themselves like an influencer on instagram or twitter like i know what you should be buying <laughs> it's so it's so pretentious and just like awful and really her only purpose in the movie is to cert is to uh have a reason to bring in the MacGuffin of the movie which is like this camcorder that her like team is filming her on which does it look like that like good of a quality of a camcorder not gonna lie it looks like that looks like it's something that like i feel like a soccer mom would use that to like film their kids you know uh so i'm not really sure how good this like this actual camcorder that she has would be um but i will say i loved her death scene uh because nobody helps her like she's no, literally in a room full of people including her own crew and nobody helps her they just watch her perish and it's kind of hilarious that's the other thing for a movie about killer pants, you figure, okay, maybe we, we get like one or two kills that are, but then we repeat the kill. We only repeat like one kill in the movie, and it's where pants eat people, which is a weird sentence to say, pants eating people. Um, <laughs> they are bloodthirsty. We watch them like soak up the blood of their victims in this. But, but overall, the kills are actually very impressive. Yes, yes, they are. Um, and I kind of like how they escalate in. Uh, gore kind of like throughout the movie because it kind of does that inverse thing that like Jaws does you know like like Jaws you know they wait until the end of the movie to like reveal the monster so that way it's like scarier and builds up tension yeah in this I mean the first kill is actually pretty gruesome, gruesome. but like it, it, it a lot of it is implied you see a lot of blood spilt but a lot of it is implied until you find the body later on and it isn't until we get to our third kill with Lord uh this is uh, the the gentleman who goes in the back and he's looking for Gemma and his death was extremely gory. Like we got to see his body be ripped apart like piece by piece, which was great. And so it kind of like, it kind of had that escalation differently where like they, they showed you the pants, but they knew, okay, we can't just like build up anticipation for like a pant reveal. So it was just build up the gore each time. So I felt like that worked pretty well. Oh yeah. Lord's Lord's kill was so gruesome the zipper taking <laughs> off his thumb you're like oh jesus christ and it just kept going and you kind of like feel for him because like because i believe that like they they played it out to where it was like the zipper that took off yeah the thumb and it, you know if any person's like 
caught themselves in a zipper. You kind of like have an idea like, oh, I know that like really sucked. <laughs> yeah. T- taking off your whole thumb, you're like, Jesus. <laughs> so it's it, to the point where Craig later finds his head in a box and you're like, oh, my God. It's great. It you know these were pretty good props that they had for like all the body pieces. It it, it was like every body piece was very good. Just the all the different things like finding the bodies in certain positions. You're like, I think the the only body they didn't find was uh, Hunter's. I think. So I'm like, where where did Hunter go? Did Jeans just eat Hunter whole? <laughs> that is a good point because that is because we never went back to that because they kind of just left her body hanging on like the key rack or something. The, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Just I guess leave it there. The, it's whoops. fine. Yeah. <laughs> just put that anyway. Um, uh, before we get into the sub genre categorization, I kind of tease this at the beginning and now circling back to this about how um, the the writer of this Elsa Keppert, how she came up with the idea for this movie. Um, and it's very simple, like not too much like what into like the, the origins of this, but she was just on a car trip, uh, with some friends and they were talking about words that they hate. And one of them hated the word slacks. So they just teased her all car, all, all of like the car trip, just like saying slacks. And like, they kept like, as they kept saying, they kept like saying it with like different voices and it became like an evil person saying like slacks. And they went, what if that were like a horror movie? Just killer slacks and literally that's it and like and she she did some research about like fast fashion and like the the evils of like the industry and everything but that's literally the origin of this movie hey uh, there's always that weird thing like if you look at like uh last august we did killer clowns from outer space that whole origin story is is he saw a clown driving a car and he's like that's weird let's make a whole movie about <laughs> clowns being where they're not supposed to be <laughs> Well, isn't it like a trope of clowns though? Like you know, like the clown car. Yeah. Now I think now it is, but back in like whatever nineteen eighty something when they made the movie, it wasn't. Oh, that's funny. Do you want to go ahead and get into the sub genre categorization for slacks? Yeah. Uh, sure. It's basically it is a horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, like, it's... But it's not... It's more comedy than horror. Like, yeah, there, you have the gore and stuff. Actually, I'd probably say it's a comedy horror more than I'd say it's a horror comedy. Uh, But it's just like... Like, I was trying to figure, like, oh, is it a black comedy? And, like, it's not really that either. Yeah, it's not really dark comedy. Well, yeah, no. Because it, it's not, like, dark jokes necessarily. Because it, you know, it's all played for, like typical laughs i think i guess that's the simplest like that's the simple way to put it like it is a horror com a comedy horror more than anything yeah i had i had horror comedy as well also had slasher um this yeah a bit yeah 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 it kind of plays into that you know like people being picked off one by one by a, a a single assailant um I also had that this is kind of like a revenge story as well with uh, with Kirit, um, yeah. the, the, the cotton picker who is possessing, the, whose spirit is possessing these pants, which also made me go, is this like kind of secretly like a possession movie or like do the pants count as a monster? Like, can this be like a monster movie? Uh, by, like, monster bending makes the sense to me too. But like, yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a weird amalgamation of like, 
we just have a horror movie here here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i I loved what you were saying at the beginning of this how this is kind of like this new genre of just like inanimate objects becoming autonomous and like attacking people um and that's why i thought that you would be a good that you would be like a fan of this because i i remember in our discussions prior that you really like uh like the killer tomato movies <laughs> yes i do really like the killer tomato movies <laughs> <laughs> so th- that is kind of like an interesting thing about like you know just inanimate objects coming coming to life and we've seen this commonly in horror as you know all the stuff that you mentioned prior with like rubber the killer tomatoes and like even you know child's play is technically that as well yeah it, it's definitely yeah child's play probably is the most famous of all of them Mm-hmm. Because it is Child's Play, and we have like seven sequels to Child's Play, <laughs> <laughs> and now a TV show, and now a TV show, which is pretty good. Uh, but overall, like, yeah, it's it's just a weird like, like, oh, we use all these things every day. What if they came to life to kill us? Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of also like the fear of AI too, because a lot I was just of it is that. Yeah, a lot of it's the fear of like, oh we're inventing these things that make our lives so easy, but what if they took over like Terminator, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all these things. So it's kind of like you're opening yourself up to be killed by these things you collect. And it's just like, Oh, we love this thing, but it will kill us yeah. at some point. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's always, you know, more of like what the object like really represents and everything. But you know, what you were saying about like kind of like AI, like technology kind of being, the more like obvious type of fear or you know more obvious thing for for like movies to kind of tap into i'm kind of surprised that we haven't had like a cell phone killer movie yet yeah i i definitely understand like i think they're afraid of doing things like one missed call again oh Uh, true you had the ring of course the ring right yeah, Seven, yeah, that's yeah. more like a killer VHS, but yeah, that 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 called you. <laughs> yeah, that called you after you watched it. So, but uh, yeah, these were all like I think they're just afraid of doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had things like, well, they've done it in other things like uh, what was the, uh Mitchell's in the Machines, which was an animated movie that came out over the pandemic, that the evil villain of the movie was a cell phone. Mm, I haven't heard of so, this. Okay. So like they, they they I guess it has been a thing. They just horror doesn't like want to make that a thing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of I don't know because again, it's also kind of just like I don't know how you can. It, it'll be like one of those things where like it's really like the cloud that turns evil because like you know all of our devices are now connected from you know our phones to like even like the the smart locks on our on our front doors to you know our cars and everything so it's kind of like you know when if like you know all those things just became self-aware and started to like manipulate themselves and us um but yeah so i'm kind of surprised i haven't seen like a i don't know i, I guess mainstream even though it wouldn't be mainstream <laughs> uh like a mainstream like killer phone movie yet but um who knows maybe maybe we'll get some um uh, other inanimate uh, inanimate object horror <laughs> in the future well now that you've brought up like the smart clouds and things take over it would just be the smart cloud makes maximum overdrive again <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Alrighty, so let's get into the fear analysis of the movie. According to Dr. Carl Albrecht, there are five types of fear all humans share, which are the fear of death or extinction, mutilation, body invasion, loss of autonomy, separation, abandonment, or hum humiliation, shame, or worthlessness, i.e. the death of ego. So in Slacks, I feel like that is really just a couple of fears present, but, um, and again, feel free to you don't have to stick to that list. It's kind of more just like get our juices going. Um, well, yeah, I definitely think body mutilation, of course, is very big with slacks because you have these whole big thing of like, oh, these are meant to make you look great, uh, but then they kill you. <laughs> you know, so body mutilation is a big thing there. Mm -hmm. Also, the loss of like ego, uh, that's also, I feel, in play here. Oh, yeah, big time. So those are the two big ones that I felt Slacks was touching on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I like that you brought up kind of like, you know, like the, the, the body mutilation. Like the, there's a lot of body horror in this, especially like when we find our first victim, uh, Gemma, in pretty much like bifurcated <laughs> and shoved underneath the, the sink. Um, that was pretty graphic and gruesome. Yeah. And Craig's, I love Craig's body we'll get to that in a little bit but like craig's kind of like just like meaty skeleton is left after the pants eat him um so lots of and so lots of good like body horror from like the the, the villain you know the monster in this movie but i kind of like how what you just said about how this movie is kind of also lightly touches on like that idea of like body image and how like that is kind of you know like a real like kind of fear like kind of horror in a sense that like you know fast fashion cares so much about you know body image and you know you know what they kind of project on you know the ideal sort of shape and size and everything like that yeah well when they when they're first in the bathroom and they mention oh i ate this salad that was more than 20 calories but these things are going to save my ass i'm like I, okay I, I understand what you're trying to do here yeah like yeah, but like yeah they're playing on the whole fashion is like you have to be fashion forward you can't be too you can't be uh trend behind yeah sports is that at one point where he's like criticizing libby for being behind in the times yeah because she's like i just got these a month ago he goes a month ago was three seasons ago it's just like it's one of those things so it, they're definitely playing on the fashion is like ridiculous and crazy and causes all these problems for these people and that's why they try and keep up and it will destroy them in the end and body mutilation comes after that <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely um i also had kind of, uh, same as you like death of ego the the that, like fear of shame and i feel like that there was a lot of people kind of in this um i mean the the biggest proponent of this was craig i thought because he definitely had this fear of failure and you know because he wanted to be the best you know regional manager he wanted to be promoted so badly and so he he is driven so much by that that he is covering up literal murders that are going on in his store just because it will be bad image for him and the company it, it, and there's also kind of like this uh sh shameful thing about for uh, like Libby also kind of gets in this because the reason why she wants to work for the CCC is because she thinks that they are such like a good, like wholesome, ethical company that's all about fair trade and, you know, good labor conditions. 
uh, and things like that. And she kind of like has that horror of realizing that they, you know, they have subcontractors and they don't actually keep tabs on who their employees are and like what kind of conditions they have. And they actually use GMO crops and, you know, is actually very unethical. And so she kind of has that shame of herself of like falling victim for this and supporting them. And then there's also kind of like, you know, getting to the message of this movie that like, because, uh, you know, for this movie is about, you know, the horrors of like corporate greed and fast fashion and consumerism, really. And just kind of seeing how like unethical it, it can be. This could be sort of maybe kind of like a, a shameful fear that like some audiences watching this go like, oh, I've never really thought about where the materials for like my jeans actually come from. And like, was it ethical you know sort of thing so this is really kind of just really harping on like that shame type of fear yeah it's yeah it's definitely focusing on that that storyline though with you know the whole like oh it the indian cotton stuff that does feel a little forced in this movie but again can't really again 74 minutes you got to get what you want to get in there so it feels like one of those things where it has really good intentions just not exactly the best execution you know because yeah. it, it's it's kind of like because the whole time I, I've, I've like thought about this movie it's like why is Libby our final girl in this because it because you know this is kind of like a revenge story as I said for that um, the, the, the young uh, Indian worker uh, Kirit and how she perished you know by like unsafe working conditions picking cotton and so it just kind of felt like it, this. They were trying to make this like a like an like an Indian movie, you know. And so it was just like why, like it kind of gave Libby kind of like this like white savior complex, kind of in, in my opinion. So yes. it's like why? Because she's like trying to like there's like a point in this where she's like even like teaching Shruti like things about her own culture in this, and they kind of made Shruti kind of a pain in the ass, you know. So it was like why. I don't know. It, it kind of felt yeah, backwards to me. Well, I would have liked if they had flipped it a little. You have you keep building Libby to be this like savior person, and when it's just her and Shruti and Craig at the end, you almost flip it so that uh, Libby dies mm-hmm. by getting shot by Craig, and Shruti actually takes over and finishes off the movie, which would have made a lot more sense with this whole like thing they were kind of trying to build and you have you have the indian character be the final girl yeah like you know and be like the protagonist of of the movie yeah, it i feel like that would have made more sense but this is kind of like getting to like my message for this and it it really wasn't until i watched this again and watched the ending like how libby dies because so, so far, the corporate people have, you know, the people that worked in the store, including Craig, have all died by the pants. So that's kind of like a literal revenge on, you know, the, the, the laborers hurting the, you know, their, like, employers, like, in a sense. Yeah. But Libby, how she dies is that she dies by, like, the consumerism. She dies by, like, the, the people coming in and trampling over her. And... To me, it was kind of like the so it's kind of like both ends of the stick, you know, like corp, like you know the the stakeholders need to have some sort of responsibility, but so do like the consumers. To me, it was kind of like the filmmakers saying that like maybe consumers won't really care about issues like this unless it hurts like someone that looks like them, 
like kind of kind of in a way that's kind of like what i was like i was like i feel like that's like what they're trying to push here well that's always the case in you know the world unfortunately it's like oh unless it's in my neighborhood or it's someone who i know or someone who looks like me a lot of people will just be like oh that's an unfortunate circumstance and they'll move on Mm -hmm. you know it's a sad way to think about the world but that does happen a lot so yes it makes sense with the white character being trampled by consumerism yeah and it, it, it like it, it, same thing you know it's a 70 some minute movie it kind of felt like that they were trying for a lot here it was very ambitious <laughs> yes very yes very um i will say getting to uh, so that was kind of like my message and kind of like takeaway from this. I don't know if you had something to add to that. Again, you're spot on. You know that I wonder why you talk about horror movies so well for so long. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, it's it's definitely true. All of it's like it is. It is a big message about consumerism. Where do we get our things? Where do we get our stuff? We should know these things, but we choose to ignore them and we choose blissful ignorance. So, but, you know, I think as time has gone on, more people are starting to become more aware of these things. Uh, But again, blissful ignorance is great for a lot of people. So who knows where we'll be as time goes on. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully more people will be advocating for, you know, like these safe, you know, uh, uh, these safe workplace conditions and, you know, labor rights and things like that. But, um, and again, this movie's trying to be very ambitious with that. Uh, getting a little bit further away from the message, I completely forgot to bring up a kill that I loved in this movie. Let's go ahead and just, like, talk about, like, if there were, like, certain kills that we really enjoyed, you know, because this is a horror show. Um... <laughs> Uh, the one that I wanted to mention was Craig's death. I particularly enjoyed the, the, the visual storytelling with his death because he was consumed by like this pack of jeans. And when they leave him, they kind of just leave like his like meaty skeleton. Like there's still like meat on the bone and they kind of just like ate his skin away and like vital organs. But I love how much of a metaphor that is for like the person he was because he was only skin deep, so they only ate what he was. They only ate his skin, and I love that. That was just so perfect. Yeah, that was great. Uh, honestly, again, most of the kills are actually very good. Uh, yeah, that, that the first kill, that man when they s- split her in half. Ooh, whoo! That was uh, I was like, yeah, there you go. That's honestly there. You that's how you start this goddamn movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it was like the, I think it was the second death, uh, Hunters, where she's trying on the jeans and the jeans start to like contort her body in ways she doesn't want to go. And she, she like falls face first onto like this hook. Yeah. That's when I went, okay, this movie might not be complete dog shit. Oh, yeah, because I was totally expecting like, okay, here we go. We're going to repeat the kill where she gets split in half because how many good kills can you get with a pair of pants? Um, and I was just like, oh, wow, okay. That was a nice little difference maker there. Yeah, and then yeah. We, and then we inched it up again with Lord's kill right after that with just cutting apart Lord's body. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. And uh, the, the and then the vlogger got, like, hung by the jeans. That was pretty 
pretty crazy. Uh, this, this, it, this movie's such bonkers. Um, I know we kind of talked about how this movie is really more of like a comedy before it's like a horror. Um, were, but were there were there any part of this movie that you found to be kind of like the scariest scene or like just like scariest aspect of it? Um, well, <laughs> corporate America. <laughs> uh, honestly, there was nothing like super scary. Like, yeah, the whole thing at the end with the pants killing people, I thought that was really well done. The blood splatter on the walls, mm-hmm. like, but nothing was like, oh god, that that was, whew. but like covering up, Craig covering up uh, the girl's death by. You're in a bag and shoving her just in the cart. Terrible. And I love how like they camera pants over to like the other carts, and it's kind of just like implying like he's done those before. <laughs> it's just like okay, yeah, I get it. It's just like fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I had it, very similar to you. This this movie does it. Is it very scary? There's like great horror effects, like with the gore that we mentioned, but. I think the thing I had that was like the scariest was when Craig was hunting down Libby and Shruti in the yeah. in the back of the warehouse because that was like okay this is actually kind of tense and Craig is a little bit scarier than Monster Pants just because I don't know he's a, a person with bones so <laughs> so I I, have, I was like okay I had this as technically my scariest scene but there was nothing in this that was like actually scary no the point where he where he's looking for them and he calls Shruti on his headset. I was like, son of a gun, man. Ugh. Like, why are you still wearing <laughs> Craig Shruti. Yeah. That, uh, that, that was, that was not good. And I was actually surprised that he went ahead and just like stabbed her. Um, yeah. Cause it, it just like f- f- went, he just like full blown went over the line of like covering up death for the company to committing deaths for the company. Um, Ah, yeah. Um, I think the last thing I was going to mention that uh, before uh, getting towards the end of this conversation was uh, kind of like, like a lot of like the visual storytelling in this. I thought was really good. We, we kind of see that dichotomy between like the front store, how it's like so bright and everybody in there's like happy and smiling, and you know there's there's colorful ecosystems is what they call them in the store. But then when we get to the back where the employees like you know have like their break room and stuff it's like very like gray dark and dirty and dungy and it's like it's a great metaphor for what this movie is saying you know it's kind of like you know for consumerism like we love these like you know companies will broadcast hey we're ethical we do all these things but really behind the scenes it's all just fake and awful and all so many of the characters in this movie are fake and that's just pretty much what this movie was about forgot to mention that during the message yeah it, it's you're 100 percent right with all the yeah behind the scenes it's all it's all like it's it's all a facade. The front beautiful front window you're supposed to look into to the dingy destruction darkness of the back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to uh, our final segment, the cabin in the woods trinket. What movie proper item from uh, from this movie, which you put in the basement for the cabin in the woods to have killer pants and or Craig to come kill you. Um, Scott, I'll, I'll let you lead off. Well, if it's going to be Craig, it's got to be a headset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I was like, what do you do for the killer pants other than 
the pants. The pants, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, this one's stuff. Yeah, I had I had the earpiece as well. Um, I thought that that would be a good one. Uh, I wonder if like maybe just like just getting like super out of this, that like, maybe like a gift card to the CCC is just there. <laughs> Like, oh, wow, let me put this in my wallet. And as they start to put in the wallet, the pants start to rise outside the cabin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zombie redneck pants, completely different from super uh, super shapers. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Or or it could be a mannequin. <laughs> oh, that would be even crazier. That was Oh, that was something I forgot to mention, that this movie has, like, that uncanny valley feel for this. Because when we see, like, the mannequin operating on its own that is very creepy just it's eerie just watching it yeah taking a taking a severed hand and writing in blood um (laughs) oh my goodness yeah and it even gives gives itself a a, a bendy and that's when i was just like oh my god what the fuck is this movie doing but i guess it i i guess it makes sense i don't know but again that's what it felt like it was really pushing its message a little little too much but yeah just a bit yeah (laughs) well scott thank you so much for coming on today to talk about slacks this was a lot of fun we uh we kind of joked about doing this on twitter because i forget like how the conversation started but we were kind of talking about like thanksgiving and black friday like movies and i was like slacks is kind of like a black friday movie because it deals with retail and consumerism and everything so um and christmas shopping is starting to happen so you know this was a good time to talk about slacks (laughs) yeah you know hey think about where you buy your jeans yeah (laughs) oh my goodness thank you again scott from shoot to flick i will have links in the show notes to check out shoot to flick uh scott is there anything you want to talk about for that y'all have coming up for the holiday season um, well, yeah, so we have our monthly series we've been doing. Uh, we're finishing up the Indiana Jones series coming up soon. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we're going to do, do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, joy, oh, rapture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we got a lot of fun movies coming up. Me and my wife introduce each other to different movies, so it's all going to be interesting and fun. Um, and just come and have a good time. Go. We have over 100 and. 10 movies now in our catalog that you can go listen to us rant about and it's a good time every time i think so also we've had brucker on doing brightburn i was just about to say people could go listen to your brightburn episode which i got to come on and talk about that fabulous movie i really 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 enjoyed brightburn actually Uh, (laughs) it's it's a fun movie again it needed a little more but it's a fun movie yeah yeah well, Scott, thank you so much. And thank you, Frankie, for that quick cameo that we got of you. Everybody, be sure to go check out Shoot the Flick and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brucker Horror. I will see you next time with another episode. Be sure to watch some good movies and enjoy the holiday season. Goodbye.